In this shared space, we gather in his name, lay down your burdens, and open your hearts. For in this moment in time, bathed in the soft glow of his grace, we find solace, we find strength, we find Jesus Christ. And this is In The Moment. I'm your host, Reverend Ricky Allen Jr., thanking you as always for joining us on this lovely day the Lord has made. And of course, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I just pray for 2024 moving forward that you've got the Lord Jesus Christ out front, paving the way for you as we begin a new year. So blessed to be here with you. So blessed to be in 2024. It could have been so different under the worst circumstances, but God made a way for you and he made, made a way for me. And we are here to share this hope that we have in Jesus Christ. So let's get started. Turn with me, if you will, to Psalm 46, one through three, Psalm 46, one through three, and it reads as follows. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change and the mountains tumble into the depths of the sea, though the waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with their swelling. Amen. And of course, we're always praying for you. Be sure to let us know at yourmomentministries at gmail.com. One more time, yourmomentministries at gmail.com to submit your prayer requests. I know many people like to be uh, a little more private in their prayer requests, and we're, we, we can definitely do something with that. It's all, it's all good. So, you know, email us, let us know what's going on. And if you got praise requests, we would love to hear those too. We would love to share what the Lord is doing for you in your life. So be sure to email us and we will love to hear from you and respond back as soon as we can. And speaking of prayer, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you thanking you for just being here with us on this day and time. We ask you, Father, to pray for those overseas serving our country. We ask you, Lord, to pray for all the countries that are suffering from wars and contingencies and rumors of wars. We ask you, Lord, to touch this country right now as we enter into this election year. Help everybody make the right decisions according to your will, O oh Lord. We ask you, Lord, to pray for those who are already saturated with anxiety and depression, who are already starting this year off on a bad note. I need you to encourage them right now, Father. Help them realize that you are still on the throne and you've never left. Though we may veer very far away from you at times, we know that when we turn around, if we would just turn around, Lord, you're right there waiting to get us back on track. Help them to be encouraged, Lord. Help them to know that you are the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. In a world that has lost its way, in a world where anything goes, as long as you're happy and it feels good, we ask you, Lord, for your structure. We ask you for your vision. We ask to follow in your footsteps. Help us be better, Father. Each day we get up, help us remember to talk to you, to go over the things that we so desire and so need, because we serve a complete Lord. Help us remember that, that we're not just giving you a few things and taking a few things. No, we serve you in completeness, knowing that you take care of our wants and our needs. And in the end, we will forever give your name the praise. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen.
Today we're talking about grace, and our topic is grace at the crossroads. Grace at the crossroads. If you've ever been driving, you've come across a crossroad where you got to make a decision on which way you're going. That's the crossroads, people. We all come across them, figuratively speaking, in life, where we get to this area where we got to make a decision to go left or right. And we just pray that we've made the right decision. But if you have the Holy Ghost with you, this is not an issue. This is just continuing part of your journey with Jesus Christ. But today we're talking about grace, not as a sprinkling of blessings, but as a powerful force at the crossroads of our lives. So turn with me, if you will, to Romans 5.20. Romans 5.20 reads as follows. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. So as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your grace, a gift so vast it eclipses our greatest failings. Help us open your hearts to your word right now, to its depths. Guide our steps at these crossroads we may come through and empower us to walk in your light. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. We only got a few observations on this text here, beginning with the understanding that grace isn't earning points. Grace isn't about earning points. Friends, grace isn't a mere badge we earn with good deeds. Uh, sometimes we got a lot of folks out there that believe in what I call and what has been said before, performance-based faith. That means that they think they're going to do these things to get there. It's already been done, people. Jesus Christ has already paved the way for you to be with him in glory. What we do down here is a response to that redemptive work that Christ has done. But it's not about earning points. This is not about cashing in IOUs. I've heard some preachers saying this about how they've done so much good work that they're going to go to the Lord and shake these IOUs in his face and they're going to cash in all their good works. That is not anything in regards to why we do what we do. We do it because we love the Lord. We do it because we care about the human soul. We care about people not being destroyed by Satan and his demons. And when we say that, for whatever reason, we, you know, you think that these people think they're right beside God. We're so far below God. Everything we've got is filth and rags. And to sit here and think that you're going to do all these good things because you think, that okay, I'm going to work for God for a solid three months and do all these great deeds. And when I'm ready to buy that car, I'm going to remind God, hey, don't forget, Lord, all these things that I did. Don't forget me now. Look at everything I did for you. God didn't need you to do any of that stuff. He could have done that himself. Humble yourself. Be silent. Think about what you are saying to an almighty God that you said you believe in. You're talking to him like you're an equal. And you're not. No one is. What we do on earth is reflective of what has been done for us in heaven. Grace isn't about earning 
points. Like the prodigal son welcomed home with open arms, grace doesn't wait for us to clean up our act either. It meets us in the, the, the nitty-gritty. It lifts us up and whispers, come home, child. That's another aspect of grace. But don't ever think that grace is about earning points. We can't earn enough points to get to heaven. That performance-based faith has misled so many Christians, so many people out there thinking that they've got to go through this checklist of things to do to earn a right to open the door to glory to see Christ when they die. And that is not what Scripture says. You quote John 3.16, why don't you believe it? Because it says that those you know, who, who believe in Jesus Christ will be saved. It has nothing to do with what we do and how we do it. it of course, you know, it, it, it will be nice for you to reflect Christ-like behavior. Understand that if you believe in Jesus Christ, so let's, let's fix that up real quick. If you believe in Jesus Christ, everything you say or do should reflect your love for Jesus Christ. But we're doing these things in response to a living, loving Savior who loved us to the point that he went to the cross to die for our sins. That is why we say what we say and we do what we do out here in the world. The problem with the world is Satan and his agents are running around misleading the masses and thinking that there are so many other things you have to do. It's not that easy, and you're being misled. No, he's an accuser, all right? He's going to accuse Christ of making it too easy, and there are things that you should be doing according to legalism. We do it out of love, not out of legalism. All right. Then there is grace isn't a get-out-of-jail-free card. Don't make the mistake grace is for a license to sin. Some people think that. And if you're not going to change your behavior, be very, very uh, fearful of the Lord's judgment on you. Just because someone gives you grace does not mean you continue your bad behavior. There should be a place there called repentance that you should be traveling to because the person did forgive you. Because the person did give you grace for your error. Now, on your side, if you are the offender, you should be making a beeline towards repentance. It's not about the, as much about who forgave you than it is, what are you going to do about this thing that you've done? Are, how are you going to change? How are you going to do better with your kingdom thinking? Where is this going for you? Because if it's not going to be repentance, it is deception. I, I know someone right now that everybody is giving this person grace. Everybody is giving this person chance after chance after chance because, yes, we are believers and God forgives us every day and we should do the same. However, comma, the person that is receiving the grace, receiving the forgiveness, should be doing something on their side to do better, to think better, to speak better, to live better better. Grace is not a get-out-of-jail-free card. Grace ignites a fire within us, a desire to live righteously, not out of fear, but out of love for the one who loved us first. It's the fuel that propels us forward 
not the excuse that keeps us stagnant. Grace is not an excuse for you to stay where you are and keep being that person or keep being that person that's doing those poor behaviors. That's not what grace is for. And I want you to understand that right now. Grace is for so much more than that. So much more. Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe that Jesus Christ has given you grace? That he, he died on a cross to give you the opportunity to be in eternity with him? Do you believe that grace has been given to you that you, you might think you've messed up your whole life? But if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, through faith in him, entering into this relationship, you can be saved. Right now you can be saved. And then you can begin this journey. Find a church. Find a, a Christ-like body. Get baptized. Let the world know that you understand the grace that has been given to you. Here's something else, too. Grace is a crossroads decision. It kind of goes back to observation number two, that is not a get-out-of-jail-free card. Because once you understand that, then you understand there's a choice to make. Once you understand it's not about being uh, coddled and enabled of your bad behavior, once people forgive you, when people give you that grace, that is about change, it's about getting better, it's about doing better. Once you really understand the grace they give you, you will understand the grace that Christ gives you as well. And then you've got a choice to make. And the choice is, do I trust Jesus Christ with my life? Do I submit and do I surrender to the grace that has been given to me through the shedding of his blood, or do I don't? And do I keep making these mistakes? You know, Satan will, will lie to you, have you thinking that um, you can't change. It's too late in the game, and where, wherever you're going is where you're going. That, that's a lie. That's a lie. He wants you to continue in disobedience because it proves him right about you. You see, you've been sitting there hearing these voices in your head about who you are and you're never going to be any better than this and this is why your father left you and this is why your mama don't talk to you and grandmas and aunties and uncles have given up on you and there's nothing more you can do. I'm here to tell you today, if you turn and run to Jesus Christ, there is so much more waiting out there for you. I'm talking about a peace that you don't even understand. Some of y'all were born in the chaos. I know I've said that quite a bit. I'm going to say it again in 2024. Some of y'all were born into chaos, and you don't even know what peace looked like. You've never even gotten close enough to peace to truly understand that feeling of living in the joy, of living in the gospel according to Jesus Christ, and being around people who authentically care for you. You've never had it. So you sit here at this crossroad, and for whatever reason, you're not jumping at the chance to get it. Why? Because you got, you got no confidence. You're depressed. You're stressed out. You're angry. You're angry at where you are right now. You might be older. You might have thought by now you'd be married. You might have thought by now you've had children. You might have thought by now you've had a successful career, but you don't. And now you're sitting there angry at God, angry at your life, angry at anybody and everyone that's doing better than you, angry at yourself. 
Don't don't do that this year. You can be better than that. Hey, we've all been there. I know I've been there. I've told you a couple of times about my employment exploits around this lovely country we live in and the, the ups and downs that I have had. So I'm not telling you anything I have not experienced, but I can tell you this though, I've never experienced hopelessness. I want you to be there with me. Stop being hopeless. You know, if you could get into your mind that God is sovereign, as in he rules over everything, and that you need hope, you'll be on your way. The pathway is already paved. Because then you can actually see what Jesus Christ is all about. But you know, you got a choice to make today. If you're listening, you got a choice to make. Are you going to trust the Lord Jesus Christ? Or are you going to keep going the way you're going, knowing it keeps you angry, knowing it's keeping you upset, knowing it's keeping you all worked up, blood pressure's up, sugar's up, everything's up, the bills are up? What are you going to do today? What are you going to do in January 2024 that's going to be different from 2023? What are you going to do? I tell you what you should do is trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's our final observation. Grace is a journey, not a destination. And we've talked about this understanding this journey that we're on with Jesus Christ. Because the destination is eternal glory with the Lord. Are you on the journey? Are you going to be on this journey with us or are you not in 2024? No one's going to coddle you here. No one's going to uh, pat you on the head here. Are you going to tell yourself and look up to the heavens, Lord? I don't know you. Lord, I don't understand a lot. But what I do know is I need to change. And I need to understand and be in this relationship with you. I need to understand what the life is like to be in your loving arms and to have this peace and to stop crying at night and posting passive aggressive mumbo jumbo on social media because I'm mad, but I don't want to tell all my business. But at the same time, I'm crying out because I'm in pain. You had a crossroad today. What you going to do with that? Are we, are we, are we going to grace? Are we going to keep going this road you're on right now? Are you going to keep, Messing with men and women that aren't of God? Are you going to shore up your, your disciplines in Christ and pray for a God-loving man, a, a God-loving woman, so you can have God-loving children and a God-loving house that can contribute to a God-loving community, regardless of the social agenda? It's a crossroads. <laughs> this is a crossroad. You've got to make some choices. God's not going to make them for you. You've got to do this. You make choices in everything else. You make a choice to get up to go to work. You make a choice to wake up and, and go outside and get the paper. You make a choice to pay your bills. You make a choice on where you're going out on Saturday night. You make a choice on what games you're going to watch on NBC. You make a choice on what clothes and outfits you're going to wear. How can this be any harder? Because it's something you can't see. That's what it is. We all know it. We all see it. It's something that you can't see. And because of that, you stay right where you are. Because you can't control it. That's what it is. You can't control it. And as a result, 
time passes by because time's job is to march you to that grave. And I can only pray that when you blink your eyes, that the judgment for you is one of well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's my prayer for you today. That's where I'm trying to, to, to show you. This, this is where we're going. I want you to be with me on this. We're not perfect. I'm not going to give you this Christian disclaimer about perfection and what I'm not. You already know I'm not that guy. I don't speak eloquent. I'm here to share the gospel to you. I'm not fancy. I'm not one of those guys. You know that. But I am a believer in Jesus Christ. That's what I am. And that's what counts. Because I know that I know that I know. Should I die today? I'm going to be in heaven. Regardless of my mistakes, regardless of my misfortunes, I'm going to heaven because I have this faith that I'm sharing with you right now. I have this faith in a hope that is so great that it can't be nothing but Jesus Christ. Are you there with me today? Are you there? Here's what I want you to do then. If you're working to be there with me and you want to be as energetic as I am about this hope that I have in Christ Jesus, hear what I want you to do. I want you to email me at yourmomentministries at gmail.com. Let me know what's going on in your life. Let me know where I can pray for you. Let me know what the challenges are and why you just can't make that change to accept this grace that's given to you freely by Jesus Christ. What's stopping you? Really, what, what is stopping you from making it happen right now? I want to hear it. I'm sure it ain't worth two nickels, but it's important to you. And so we're going to treat it just as important as you're treating it. But I'm going to share this hope that I have with you. And we're going to pray for you. And we're going to watch what God does. I've seen it too many times. I've come across so many people out there, some of them not even believers. And I've always prayed for the Lord to show them you the power of the Lord through me, to reveal himself to them through me in my words, in my prayers, something they can latch on to and remember. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, Rick prayed for me. Maybe I should reconsider my, my spiritual life or the lack thereof. I should really look at this. If God can use me to help you get to where you need to be at, so be it. That's what I'm here for. That's what I do. And that's why we have this show on Roku. That's why we have this show on the podcast platforms. To get you there. I'm not here to prophesy and tell you you're going to have a house in three months and that money's coming this year. I'm not here for none of that hocus pocus stuff. I'm not here for that. If God want to bless you with those things, he will do it according to his will, his purpose, and his time. I am here to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is it. And if you don't want to hear that and you need to hear all these motivational speakers, then you go knock yourself right on out. You do what you got to do. But on this day, you can't say you didn't hear about the hope in Jesus Christ. You can't say it. You're at the crossroads and grace is on one side and that 
chaotic, decrepit life is on the other side. What are you going to choose? So here's what you're going to do. You're going to reflect. Take a moment with friends to identify the crossroads in your life. Where is grace calling you? Listen closely and don't be afraid to answer. Receive it. Not just reflect, but receive. Open your heart to the boundaries of the grace of God. It's not about earning it, but accepting it. Let his love wash over you, cleansing you, and renewing you. And then when you reflect and when you receive, then I want you to respond, okay? Step into the path of righteousness. Let grace be the compass. Let Jesus' love be your fuel for a better day. And as you walk, remember, you're never alone. The grace of Christ is with you every step of the way. And I know that's hard to see sometimes. I'm very much aware of that. I know it's difficult for you, but be encouraged. You got this. You can do this, but you guys got to trust and believe. If you can trust your car to turn on on a winter's morning as you sit there waiting for it to crank, you can trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because that car, they will come and go. But the grace of Christ, you got to choose that, though. You got to make that happen. You you've got to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. This is eternal. That car is temporary. You'll get another car. If the car don't work, you just get another car, or you catch the bus, or there's there's an answer for it. But when it comes to your soul, though, the grace of Jesus Christ is the only answer. Not somebody telling you about what you're gonna get and prophesying fake stuff to you and all that mumbo jumbo stuff. Only the cross is the answer. The cross responds to all those that are broken. The cross responds to all of those who've got questions, who need help, who need answers. Things that are going to get you from point A to point B. But you must humble yourself. You must get down on your knees and pray to an all-loving God through Christ Jesus. Stop worrying about getting all the answers. You don't get all the answers at work. <laughs> so why are you doing that now? Because Satan is in your heart. You have anger in your heart against God. Today, in the name of Jesus Christ, I bind up that anger in your heart. I want you to say that with me, Lord, remove the anger from my heart. Remove the anxiety and depression from my heart. And let's clear out that clutter so we can put something better there. All right? And it might be stuff you've been holding on to for years. Let it go today. All right? Let it go. And as you stand at those crossroads, remember grace isn't just a word. It's power, a promise, and a path. Choose grace. Walk in this life and watch your life transform. Until next time, I want you to keep looking up. And of course, if there's anything we can do for you, uh, respond via the information we've given earlier in the show. I've said it numerous times now. And God willing, we will see you next week. You take care.